Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, aired right here on the ever-popular Blog Talk Radio Network. We are super excited you have elected to join us this evening. We just opened the show to the tunes of jazz musician John Porter. We want to welcome everyone to this national show for the entire community. And when I say the entire community, I am talking about all communities. No one is excluded, truly. This show is for all of us, no doubt. We spotlight fascinating topics and guests that shape the world we live in. Stay connected to the show, and please share us with everyone you know. We continue to receive positive reviews and feedback about the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep submitting the feedback. You, the listeners, really inspire and drive this show. We have a very special and dynamic guest with us this evening. I am excited and proud to announce that the show's exclusive featured guest is Miss United States 2013, Miss Candace Dillard. This young leader is quite unique. She is beautiful, but also intelligent and conscious of the world and its issues. She truly represents the best. You do not want to miss this enlightening conversation with the newly crowned Miss United States, Candace Dillard. She will share so much on today's show. I think we all can learn and be inspired by this famed public figure. I am simply elated to have her on as a guest. Listeners of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, we have a complete show tonight. We will also feature a musical selection from the very talented saxophonist Raymond Boyce. Raymond Boyce. You will certainly want to stay with us. This show will astound you, truly. Let's get it started right now. It's Shout Out Corner time. This is a time where we briefly say hello and express acknowledgments to our loyal listeners and supporters worldwide. First up, hello, Dorothy Watts of Atlanta Metropolitan. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Also, hello to Barbara Essex of Atlanta Metropolitan. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you connecting with us. Lastly, hello and congratulations to Miss Jaslyn Williams of Columbia, South Carolina. She is a sensational five-year-old who was recently promoted to kindergarten, the Big K. Your future, Jaslyn, is so bright, and we simply adore you here at Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Keep up the great work. Do you want a shout-out from Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton? Please email us at letstalkshana at gmail.com. Again, that's L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-S-H-A-N-A at gmail.com, and I will put your good news on the air. 
Right now, we will go over our words of inspiration for today's show. This is a segment on the show where I provide statements I personally find profound. Today, we have the humanitarian Harriet Tugman, who once said, Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. Again, I'm going to echo the statement by the great humanitarian and crusader Harriet Tugman. Every great dream begins with a dream. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. Moving in motivational words to live by for all of us. Keep reaching for the stars. Speaking of reaching for the stars, that's exactly what Candace Dillard did. Miss United States 2013 saw what she wanted and went for it. I am thrilled to have her on today. She is with us right now. Hello, Candace Dillard, Miss United States 2013. Welcome to Hi. Let's Talk America. Thank you so much, Shana, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, we are so elated with joy that you are with us. You are phenomenal. I introduced you a Thank little you. at the top of the segment, Candace. You are truly gorgeous, but there's so much more to you also. You're so conscious of what's going on in this world, and we are so excited to talk to you and get our listeners to learn more about you, a phenomenal woman. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, um, well... I will, I guess I'll start uh, with, I was born in Mississippi. My family moved around a lot in the military, in the Air Force, actually. Okay. We ended up in Georgia, and I, I, I say I was raised there. I'm a Southern girl at heart, so shout out to the South. Um, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yes, love the South. Georgia peach all the way. But then uh, I went to Howard University, the illustrious Howard University, nice. to get my education. I studied communication with a, a concentration in broadcast news. Nice. So shout out to the John H. Johnson School of Communication. Nice. And there I really thought I wanted to be a journalist. So I interned all over. I interned in L.A. I interned in New York, in Atlanta, in the D.C. area where I live now. Uh, but I think I guess I was a junior, a junior in college when I decided that I wanted to apply for a White House internship. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I, I wanted to be a part of that part of history. I wanted to try to give back in some way uh, through public service. Okay. And I didn't think I would get it. I, I didn't think at all that I would get it. The White House, and it's just, you know, I'm just little me. So when they called me and said that I had gotten the internship, I literally fell out of my chair. Wow. Uh, and that, that, that kind of, I call that the turning point for me in, in my journey to kind of figuring out what it is I wanted to do and how I wanted to contribute to society because it totally changed uh, my mind on wanting to be a journalist and I really wanted to go into public service and being a part of uh, history as someone who is helping other people in that way and really uh, trying to make a difference. Wow. So at the White House, I was I worked in the Office of Public Engagement and Intergovernmental Affairs, and I did African American outreach uh, mostly. So a lot of interacting with people, a lot of bringing updates 
from the White House liaising between the White House uh, and the general public. So that was a great experience. I loved it there. I met a lot of amazing people. And really a lot of the the, uh, the jobs and the internships and the connections that I've gotten after that have come from the White House and people that I've met there. So I, I really credit uh, the Obama administration for, for helping me to get started on my journey, my wow. career journey. Wow. You know, Candace, you have a fascinating life story, and I've had the opportunity to interview and sit down with a lot of fascinating and intriguing individuals. And what always gets me, even after all of this time, is when I say, tell me about the life journey, and almost everyone can pinpoint that turning point. And for you, as you just so eloquently said, it was the opportunity to work in the White House around government, around all of that. And that really yes. said, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to serve my community, right? Yes, yes, yes. It's, and uh, that's interesting that you would say that because I didn't even think about that. But, yes, that's, for me, it really was uh, the turning point for me. And and then even going from there, I think even more than that, I didn't mention this, from the White House, I worked um, at a public relations firm for a while. Yes. And then I got a call go to the Obama campaign, and wow. that, uh, for, for the three election campaigns for 2012, yeah. so that was another experience, and I think another turning point for me, and that, uh, I think working, working in Washington, working in D.C., you're dealing a lot with, with politics and, and politics, so there, there's, there's a difference there, if you get what I'm saying. Okay. Um, and then going into Virginia where I worked. I worked in South Hampton Road for about a year help, helping to reelect President Obama and spending time on the ground as a field organizer, really interacting with members of the community and registering over 250,000 voters in the state of Virginia. Wow. Really, yes, yes. That is, that is an accomplishment I'm very proud of. But spending time with, with the people of Virginia, that really showed me that more than wanting to, you know, run for office or be a part of the political scene in that way, I really wanted to contribute and dedicate my time to uh, the, the community aspect and helping people in their neighborhoods and meeting them where they are, wherever that is, and really helping them to, to find ways to better themselves, to find better jobs, to make sure they're registered in the right places and they know what their rights are. So that, mm. that was another turning point, I think. Wow. So, I mean, in so many ways, I'm already going to say, you truly believe in the spirit of empowerment, giving back to the Absolutely. people. I love it, Candace. I love it. Now, I want you to tell me this. You're Miss United States 2013. Everyone knows you. You're famous. You're well-known. You've got a lot of cheers, a lot of fans. Tell me this. What's your platform as Miss United States? So it was actually kind of easy because uh, you don't have to have a platform from the United States, but it is recommended. Okay. And I had already started my nonprofit organization. It's called My Sister's Keeper. And I started it when I was a student at Howard because I was mentoring young women at different schools in the area and also working at a battered women's shelter called the House of Ruth. And through those two experiences, having worked with young women and young girls, in both of those places, I found that uh, there was a disparity between where students 
to be uh, educationally speaking and where they actually were. So I would work with girls who were in the sixth grade, but on a third grade reading level. Oh. And that just broke my heart. And okay. you know, at the time I was probably 21, 22. And, you know, I, I come from uh, a very blessed background. Okay. My family was able to provide for me and give me, you know, all the desires of my heart, all the things that I wanted. Yes. So having moved to Washington, D.C. and living in a city, it was foreign to me to meet a young woman who couldn't read yes. on her reading level. So seeing that and just dealing with um, the young women in the schools, just not knowing proper etiquette and not knowing how to speak to adults, not knowing how to dress appropriately okay. and not just missing a lot of things that, that they should know that they needed to have to be functioning members of society, I, just, I decided to start my organization. And I just used that as my platform for Miss United States. And it worked because I was already so deep into it and I already worked with so many young women that it was easy for me to speak eloquently and be passionate about uh, young women and empowering women and wanting uh, to give them a piece of me and give them a piece of other dynamic women around the world and around the and around uh, Washington, D.C. Mm, beautifully said, Candace. And I want to piggyback on a statement you just said. You said giving them okay. a piece of you. And, you know, really from my perspective, that's what giving back is all about. It's about sharing yes. the gifts and the passion yes. that we have. And I just want to first off congratulate you, first off, for winning such a major uh, internationally recognized pageant, but also for starting your nonprofit, My Sister's Keeper, at such a young age, seeing that, you know what, this may not necessarily relate to me per se because you said you had the opportunity and you were blessed to grow up and, of course, be on top of all of your educational needs. But when you saw there was a need for that in the community, especially of our nation, capital, you did more than just talk about it like so many people just talk about it or yeah. chat about it or pity the situation. You said, I right. once again, you, you reflected that empowering spirit you have and say, I want to make a difference. Yeah. I love it, and I also think, I think, too, and I, I thought about this a few weeks ago, I think that a lot of times people that come from positions of privilege or they come from uh, the upper echelon. Yes. They're they're in the, the maybe not the one percent, but they come from a background where they didn't have to struggle. Yes. I think sometimes they feel as if they are not qualified okay. to help uh, people who are in positions that are not as advanced or privileged as their own. Okay. And I think a lot, I think it's a little bit of intimidation sometimes. Yeah. They feel like you know what do I know about. Uh, women in poverty. What do I know about, uh, you know, standing in line to receive food stamps or standing in line okay. uh, to, right. So it's, I think that they think that they don't, they don't have a place to help others. Okay. Because you hear a lot of stories about people who come from nothing and they made their way up and then that's their story as to why they became community leader or community organizer. Yes. And I think it's, it's the wrong way to go about it. It's, yes. I think anyone who has the heart and the desire and the mind to want to help, no matter where you come from, absolutely, you should, you should do that. Go for that. You, you offer uh, a different perspective to someone not as fortunate as you. That's and right. That's, 
Absolutely. And, and be- beautifully said, because it's one thing that I always say to individuals that I meet out and about, you know, just as someone would not apologize for a disadvantaged background, you know, it's not really fair to expect anyone who did come from an opportunity to be more financially stable to apologize right. for that. And just what you right. said so well, at the end of the day, it's not about where we're from, but it's about right. what we're going to do with where we're from. So if that's the background of impoverishment, if that's a background of maybe some of the best schools on a private level, whatever it is, take that passion, take that gift, and help uplift our society. Exactly. Well said, well said, young lady. You know, what individuals, Candace, have influenced your life? And do you have a mentor? I don't have a mentor. Okay. I, I don't know. I think, I. well, I will say that it's my parents okay. are the people that inspire me. Beautiful. I like to say that I'm blessed to have a mother and a father, and then I have a stepmother and a stepfather. Yes. So I have a lot of family, and, and even on my mom and my dad's sides alone, my family is huge. So then wow. it's even more of a blessing, I say, to have more family in my stepdad's family and more family in my stepmom's family, and they all have always treated me as if, you know, I were their own blood. Because I've known them roughly since I was about five or six years old. So I say that I'm very blessed. But my my parents, all four of my parents, have come from uh, positions where they had to build their success and build their wealth. Okay. Really have done so much to provide for myself and my brother and my sister. And growing up, it's sometimes you you're not shown how blessed you are. Mm-hmm. And it's only when you're taken out of that and brought into a different situation that you're able to look back in hindsight and see, wow, look at everything that I was able to do. Yes. Everything that I was able to have. Yes. And my parents come from a not very wealthy background. My father was one of 13. Wow. And he, they grew up in Demopolis, Alabama. Okay. A small, small town in Alabama. And he was able to make his way to medical school and become an emergency medicine physician from that. My mother mother owns her own practice. Uh, She's a psychiatrist. And my stepfather also owns his own practice. And my stepmother, uh, she retired from the Air Force as a lieutenant colonel. I believe that's her title. I hope she doesn't tell me if that's wrong. But (laughs) they have all done so much for themselves. In turn, we have been able to bless myself and my siblings. So I, I look to them when I feel like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do or how am I going to make it? I think about my parents and how they were able to really do everything they could to provide for, for myself and my siblings. And mm. I'm, I'm very blessed for that. And I love it because everyone has a story. And I think it's yes. fair to say that before people assume, or I'm even going to use the word judge, Anyone, when they look at people and say, oh, their life must have been great, it must have been this, everyone has a story. And behind every success story, such as yourself and the many other public figures that I've had the opportunity to sit down and speak with, they have a story that built their story. So, like you said, you have the opportunity not 
to uh, need for very much, which is an, an awesome option. But you're saying, but yet your family, your parents, all four of them who helped foster the love in you did not necessarily come from the same background, but all of those qualities and character helped make Candace Dillard the woman she is today, right? Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I've got to know this. When I meet individuals such as yourself and uh, individuals who won Olympic gold medals and what, whatever achievement they have, what encouraged you to compete for the Miss United States pageant? Well, it's an interesting story because I credit uh, the director of the Miss District of Columbia USA pageant. Okay. Her name is Ms. Carla Crawford. Uh, in, in getting me to compete for Miss United States. Okay. So there are several different pageant systems, and if you're not in the pageant industry, you're not going to understand the <laughs> But I competed in, in the Miss USA system for, for about five years. Wow. That's the system that's owned by Donald Trump and NBC University. Yes. And I learned so much competing in Miss USA, and I credit them for helping me to establish more poise and more confidence and really just become confident in who I was as a woman and really, really empowered me to be a part of that organization. Uh, so I, I competed there. I started out as, in Miss Maryland pageant, competed there for two years, came to the top 15, and then I went over to the uh, District of Columbia and competed there two years. Uh, my first year, I was top five. I was second runner-up. And the second year, I was top five again. I was first runner-up. Wow. And there's a cap on the age that you can be to compete. So okay. So I aged out of Miss USA. Okay. And at the time, I didn't realize that I'd aged out. I, I was going to go back for another year. I was first runner-up, so I figured, yes, I can go back. And hopefully this time, if it's in God's will, I'll take the crown. And I realized after that, I would never be able to compete in Miss USA again because I I was too old. <laughs> and that, for, right, ridiculous, right? Yeah, and, and look, and when, I'm laughing because, look, I know your age. You are so young, but I guess it's all comparable to what we're talking yeah, about. Exactly. So I felt really old, Shana, for a while. <laughs> that I must be ancient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I was really devastated for, for quite some time. Oh. You know, that had been a, a dream of mine, to be on the USA stage. And, and I had been in the pageant industry for many years. I'd grown up watching Miss USA and Miss America yes. on television. And I'd always said, I want to be on that stage one day. Yes. And so to be told that, sorry, Candace, you're too old, it was a blow to me. It was a mm-hmm. blow to my confidence. It was a blow to my self and I, I really, uh, I, I felt kind of lost uh, in that in that way. And then I think Carla, Miss Carla, the director of USA, called me and said, you know, Candace, I think that you should consider competing in this other system, the Miss United States system. Yes. And I know the director, and he's wonderful, and they're trying to do great things. It's passion. It's not as big as Miss USA but they're growing and you would benefit from, from being there with them and they would benefit from having you as yes. a title holder if you were to place. And I said, oh, I don't know, you know, maybe, but I'm still licking my wounds for Miss USA. Okay. I'm not sure, but I think 
my love of pageantry and my love of being on stage and, and really promoting myself and promoting my platform and wanting to do it for, for, for some little girl who maybe was considering competing one day. Yes. I wanted, I wanted to do it just to say that I had tried. I never want to give up on something when there's an opportunity. That's right. So I said, why not? Yes. So I, I competed in my uh, my state pageant, which is the Miss District of Columbia United States okay. pageant, and I won. Wow. And eventually fun. would go on to win the national title. And I will tell you this, yes. it may not have been the path you thought you wanted with Miss USA system. Right. But I will tell you this, Candace Dillard, Miss United States 2013, you are on the world stage. And sometimes, this is something I always, you know, reiterate to everyone that comes on the show, it's the path that we're given and look what you made of yes. it. Just as famous yes. and just as beautiful and dynamic. You know, Candace, we've got to get out of here. I'm going to have to bring you back on because this conversation went so much deeper than we initially thought it would. You've blessed us with so much. But before we get out of here, I've got to ask a public positive, uh, aspiring figure like yourself who you inspire every one of us. In your opinion, what's the biggest concern for today's youth and what's your advice to the youth of today before we get out of here quickly? Sure. So I think every generation has their struggles and it's hard to kind of sit under a microscope of you know your generational predecessors and be and have your future predicted for you, but I think my what I think is the biggest concern for this generation, and it's, it's kind of a catch twenty two, I think, because it's uh, the advances made in technology with social media and the birth of the iPhone and yes. being able to take your computer everywhere. It's amazing and it's great and it's done a lot to make us better communicators and better students and better teachers and world leaders. But sometimes I feel like uh, with so many advances, the social media piece has become a hindrance okay. to our younger generations. And in and, and that they, instead of becoming better communicators, I think in some ways it has kind of locked off that line of communication between, yes. uh, between young people. They're always on their phones. I have a, young, a younger brother and sister. They're always on Instagram. They'll be sitting at the dinner table with their iPhone, and I'm just like, you know, can I'm home for a week. Can we talk? <laughs> it's, and it's, it, it, in a way, I think it also it, it hurts them in their school environment yes. because it's a 24-hour cycle of, of social media. Yes. You can go online at any time. Yes and post pictures, and who's the most popular, and who's wearing what, and That's who correct. did this, and who did that. And in a way, it's, it's like you're always being watched. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of pressure, correct. Think, for, yes. for the youth. And as a result, badly and unfortunately, we've had a lot of children commit suicide. Because what you said about them yes. on Facebook and on Twitter. And it's, you know, it's, I didn't have, we didn't have that. When I no. was 16, 17, Facebook was very new. And yes. we, didn't, we didn't launch Facebook as the be-all, end-all of communication. Yes. I think this generation is struggling with that. And I, I would say to them, uh, as uh, advice, I would say, step outside of that box. Yes. You know, um, you know, and live. Live, Candace. Live. Yeah, live yes. and communicate. Go outside. 
I love your platform. I love your message, not just to the youth, but to all of us, because your story, your attitude, young woman, your enthusiasm, your passion for life really motivates everyone. And I speak personally for Shana when I say thank you for all you do. Before we leave out, how can we find out more about you, Candace Dillard, Miss United States 2013? So the best way to get updates on where I am and what I'm doing, and I was just talking about Facebook and how terrible it is, but that's how you can get in touch with me. So it's facebook.com forward slash Miss United States. Yes. Or my personal Facebook uh, forward slash Miss Dillard, my last name. Yes. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at at go Miss US or on Instagram at CandyGal09. That's D-A-N-D-E-E-G-A-L-09. Awesome. Listeners of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, please connect to this phenomenal, beautiful, intelligent, and a mover and a shaker, Candace Dillard, Miss United States 2013. Thanks, Candace, and congratulations on Thank all you, of your Shana. success. We love you. Thank you so much. Love you guys back. Thanks. We are quickly approaching the end of the program with a dynamic show with an engaging guest. We will get to our musical spotlight in a few seconds, so don't leave us yet. But first, we certainly want to thank you for tuning in tonight. Next show will be next Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. We have more hot and relevant topics and dynamic guests for you. Stay with us, everyone. Email us with any questions, comments, or feedback at letstalkshana at gmail.com. All show content is original, copyright 2013 by Shana Thornton. Before we get out of here, let's put the spotlight on gospel saxophonist Raymond Boyce. This national recording artist is internationally celebrated and continues to receive rave reviews for his creative and soulful melodies. We are putting the spotlight on saxophonist Raymond Boyce. The song selection is titled, Any Way You Bless Me. Enjoy, and join us again next Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Mm-hmm.